Today we're going to talk about entrepreneurship um, and, and scaling and, and moving away from being a, a solely an entrepreneur to being a serial entrepreneur. Um, and a lot of, sometimes people get it mixed with venture capital, um, but it's not necessarily venture capital. Uh, serial entrepreneurship is when you're t- taking on different startups and helping them, basically you're consulting their business and helping them and then moving on, moving on to different ventures. So today we got any. Um, Any, go ahead and tell us who you are. I'm Any. I'm from Nigeria. Uh, I've been in Jacksonville for almost 10 years, so I'm not from Duval, so I'm not even going to claim it, sorry. But from Nigeria, I've been here 10 years. I went to school for engineering, went back, did my master's, picked up a bunch of certifications. I'm a real estate agent. I'm a real estate investor. I'm a business consultant, a scrum master, a project manager. I'm a part-time musician sometimes, maybe. Depends on how I feel. Well, so this episode is called Serial Entrepreneur, quote-unquote, modern-day renaissance man. Now, from your bio, from what we talked about, from what we learned about you, Mm. it seems like that's exactly what you are. Pretty much. Right? A renaissance man. Yes, sir. You got your hands in a lot of pots. You're eating off of a lot of tables. Yeah. Now, how do you take control of your future instead of trying to predict it? You don't we don't know the future nobody knows the future i don't know shoot i don't know if i'm gonna make it home after i leave here you know what i'm saying god forbid but it's more so living in the moment and doing the best i can at the very point in time kind of stretching myself and putting myself where i know i need to be versus just sitting there and like, uh, maybe you know it'll get better i'll do this because that time i never come so you better do what you can now and just keep it moving gotcha now a lot of people claim they are entrepreneurs right that's like 95 percent of the millen- millennial generation yeah, right part. Uh, so when someone even says i'm an entrepreneur half of the time i can't even take them seriously all right of, of course you are uh but for you as someone who's been successful in the field uh what do you believe are some good qualities of a good entrepreneur and what's the most important skill folks should learn first persistence and sacrifice as persistence and sacrifice when people become entrepreneurs, they think, you know, they quit. They, they're so quick. You know what? I don't want to work for the man. I forget the nine to five is not for me. I'm like, okay, cool. Come into an entrepreneur. There's no nine to five. It's when you wake up to when you go to bed. Like, there's times you're not going to go out. There's things you're going to miss out on because as an entrepreneur, it's not, you know, when you're starting out, it's not guaranteed funds. It's not guaranteed cash flow. Sometimes you're going to be sitting there for a minute. Mm-hmm. So you have to sit there and keep doing it. So you just need to be persistent with what you're doing and be ready to sacrifice. Gotcha. Some things you can wait. If, if it's not that important, if it's not life-threatening, it can wait. Gotcha. It can wait. It can wait. Um, so now as far as going through that busy day, mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, uh, what are the, some of the qualities that, that you must have to be successful at ta- tackling that day? eat and rest I'm, I do a bad job at the rest part of things because of the rest I, I try to I get maybe like four hours of sleep but eating resting kind of keeping yourself energized and uh, motivated like especially as an entrepreneur you have to be you have to find something that keeps you motivated right. you have to keep on with it because once you lose that motivation everything just goes downhill now what's your motivation 
going back to the future thing my future my family my my siblings my little brother my sister my little cousins it's like my legacy pretty much it's kind of like hey i gotta have to set something and get something ready for them because if i go i just need them to be okay you know not that they're not okay but it's like this is my contribution this is what i set up for y'all so right that's my motivation now you hinted earlier um a lot of folks when they go into entrepreneur or when they go that route, uh-huh. they're so quick to say, bump the nine to five route. Work. I don't want to work for the man. Bump the man, right? And this is something that I've observed and I've noticed people often do as a mistake. Can you elaborate on that? Because I feel like so many entrepreneurs get into that pitfall of saying, I'm not working a nine to five versus looking at it and changing the perspective and saying, how can I leverage this nine to five to get me to where I want to go? How can I use the man to get me to where I want to go? Instead of saying, bump the man, welcome the man, embrace the man until you get where you want to go. So elaborate on that. It's, it sounds good. You know, when you're talking, you know, you meet this, you meet this girl at the bar, you know, you're trying to sound all nice. Like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Nah, you just got fired yesterday. You just got fired. You just got laid off. But a lot of people want to quickly because it's an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Like, we're young, man. Like It's an inconvenience having to wake up early. The thing with a nine to five, it teaches you some kind of discipline. Sure. You, you have to wake up at a certain time. You have to clock in. You have to be at work. You have to X, Y, and Z. You have to turn in this. You have to, you know, get this project going. You have somebody to report to. Mm-hmm. It builds discipline. Because if you're not disciplined in the 9 to 5, you're not going to be disciplined. in your. It's not going to happen. Absolutely. Because you're going to push it off. A lot of people, that's why it's very, very important that when you're doing your 9 to 5 and when you're selecting your career, it's something you absolutely love. It's something that is in your path, something you love. Mm-hmm. Because it'll be tough. Like, from the 9 to 5, you can learn... You can get, you can make new connections. Like, for example, the construction industry, right? There's a whole bunch of subcontractors, like the plumbers, the electricians. You know, you have all these people. You exchange cards. They're working for your nine to five. You're managing them. This, that, mm-hmm. third. All right, cool. You know, you're, you know, you're talking. You're getting your thing, getting the information, getting that personal relationship. Now you need something done as a real estate agent. My client's like, hey man, this house is nice. I, de- I need new flooring. Oh, never mind. I got you. Call one of my contacts from my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Hey yo, I got this side project for you. You got people that can help me out. Boom. Create that connection. And while you're there, you're learning tricks in the trade. Gotcha. You know, a lot of people miss that. A lot of people that, most of these tax people, you know, they they were in the tax world. They were doing taxes for people. Like, they learned a lot from these companies. And they just took that. And then branched out. And just branched out. They didn't just wake up and be like, you know what? I'm going to start doing credit repair today. You don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then you end up messing everybody up. Now, would you say that a lot of entrepreneurs are really just lazy, undisciplined, and wanting to take the short route home. Because like you said, a lot of people are saying, I want to become an entrepreneur, but do you really understand what it means to be an entrepreneur? These, this day and age, a lot of people do not understand it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it sounds nice. It sounds fancy. Mm-hmm. You're your own CEO. Yeah, that's what I'm you saying. Know, you're, 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 I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it sounds good. But in reality, it's like... Okay, like the boss. So in the boss is somebody that you know what you're doing like in construction. If you don't know nothing on the field and you pull up to the field, them field guys will look at you like you crazy. There's nothing you can tell me. 
Like, you don't even know, you don't know how to do this and you're telling me to do this. Like, no. Now, if you're the boss, if you're the entrepreneur, you're the one, people making candles, for example. You're the one making the candles. You're the one studying all the scents. You're the one mixing it up. You're the one delivering. You're the one-stop shop. You're not really the boss. You're the boss and the employee. You're employed to yourself. So who's the boss in there? Like, you just, a lot of people miss that part that it's more work, actually. But that's why it has to be something you absolutely love. Because you will quickly go back to that 9 to 5 that you were putting down. Gotcha. I saw something the other day. It said, uh, if we're working for Fortune 500 companies, um, and long-term we, we plan to leave the company, why not take their training? They put us through training when you first start. Mm-hmm. That's top-tier training. They've, that's There's science behind that training. They're training us for a certain, a, certain, a certain way for a certain reason, right? It's been tested. It works. That's why they're putting us as as uh, entry-level employees and managers mm-hmm. whatever through that training process you could take that same training process from your nine to five into your own venture mm-hmm. right and i think we we miss that right we take a lot of time i can even for myself sometimes you don't take training at a job serious you just go through the motions bro i'm ready i'm done with this right Good. but the whole time you can really take that training and move it on I take every training and certificate, um, whatever I ask. I'm like, hey, is there, is there a paper, you know, certificate that says I've gone through this training and this? They say yes. I snag it. I put it on my LinkedIn. Straight up, <laughs> it's, it's on my LinkedIn. There's a certificate I took. Like, I might not be in your company anymore, right? But I'm certified in whatever you train me, X, That's Y, right. and Z. A lot of people just like you said, huh? who just do it. It's another day in the job. I'm just tired. It's a, it's a, it's an easy work day. Eight mm-hmm. hours is an easy work day. You don't right. pay attention. All right, cool. Right. But I took a, I took a training the other day. It was um, change management. Now, change management is something very serious that you can use in any industry, especially with the rate at which things are changing right now. You know, there's people that we need to handle that. That training, I'm, I'm trained. I'm certified in quote-unquote change management. I can take that. I go into my new business. You know, we're doing this, that, and the third, and we need to implement a new software. We need to implement a new, you know, strategy take that the notes from my change management all right we need to go through x y and z just to make sure everything is kind of set up and everything is good now now before we move on uh i got i have a construction background as well Mm -hmm. so i'm glad you said uh when you go out into the field and you try to direct stuff Mm -hmm. and you don't know all you know is textbook information Mm -hmm. people find out real quick oh yeah if, if all you know is text, if you've never did a construction job or if you never did any type of handyman work and you go out to this construction site trying to tell people what to do, that's not going to work. Yeah, and they will let you know. <laughs> yeah. They will let you know. Yeah, that's fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. So as far as being a serial entrepreneur, what, what would you say is the hardest part about being a serial entrepreneur? Staying focused. Is because you have so much going on at the same time. Staying focused is probably the hardest thing because it's like you have your hands in so many different pots and it's like you might one might be slacking on this side because you're putting in too much on this side and now that one is falling apart. Now you got to come over here and put it back in, you know, putting all back into this and this one is falling apart and just staying focused and disciplined is right. probably the hardest thing. Now you're saying staying focused on the overall task or, or saying, trying to focus on one thing instead of... Focus on... So... That's what another thing with serial entrepreneurship is get this one going to the point where it's like it's self-sustainable and then you go into the next and that one gets self-sustainable. Now you you have these two, then you go on to the next. But if you do this one, this one, this one, this one, now you're at like 2% on all of them and it's like, okay, 
no scalability at all. Yeah, none at all. None at all. No, I'm glad you uh, you pivoted to saying staying focused is probably your hardest mm-hmm. objective, right? Tony Robbins told us and said, it's probably better and we are more effective as humans mm-hmm. when we pour all of our focus, all of our attention into one, one thing. Mm-hmm. That's a complete paradox from what you're doing as a serial entrepreneur. And so that, go, that goes back to what I was saying, right? At first, you do one thing. You pour all your energy, all your time, all your focus into one thing until that is self-sustainable. Or until you don't need to be there 100% of the time. Until you can travel out the country and that's still going and nothing will fall apart. Then when you're done with that, when you get that to that point, you go on to the next you focus 100% on that. Now, don't forget, the other one is still self-sustainable. It's still going. You're still part of that. Mm. Once you build this new one to where it's self-sustainable, then you can go on to another one. Yeah, you're still a serial entrepreneur. You have all this going on, but your focus at a time is this until I can get this to the point where it doesn't need me Mm. to make it run type stuff. You see, that makes sense because I feel like a lot of people, like myself, get confused or miss the boat when it comes to serial entrepreneurial, right? Or entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So anytime someone says, "Oh, I got multiple projects going on," I'm always thinking to myself, "Well, Tony Robbins said this: only do one." But you've kind of broke it down. You said you can still have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. It's not a if; it's when. It's when. And it's not only just when; it's how, right? So doing it one at a time. You would yeah. agree? Like you can't go like you going to a new job, right? You're coming in at entry level, but next year you want to be the CEO. Like, it's it's when. You just, it's when and how. You take your time, you learn the ropes. This and the third. Like, if you had the, the office, they're not going to give you the senior PM's job to do if you can't handle the entry level stuff. Sure. Like, when you get to that point, yeah, we're going to get there. But you just got to stay the course, trust, trust the process. Gotcha. Now, uh, now, we work out at the same gym. <laughs> I never saw you with, a, with an energy drink, uh, I, know, I never saw you with a coffee. How do you remain focused when you got you trying to study for a certification? Mm-hmm. You got three ventures over here you're trying to maintain. You got a personal life. You got old girl banging your line. <laughs> How you manage all this and and still see it through? Like you, I know your your head is just everywhere right now. Funny so. enough, in the gym, the, what I listen to is jazz and classical music. Like I'm lifting heavy doing this and the third. Right? I'm listening. My my veins popping in my ear. Because like, what that does is, like in the gym, right, it's partly mental. Right. So if I'm listening to all this hardcore music, it's like, it's just, okay. But now, if I'm in there, in my head, everything is calm. Everything is just serene. And I'm over right. there. I can focus more on pushing, you know, okay, my form and this, that, and third. And if it's a song I like, you know, I'm vibing, I'm doing my thing. And it is literally, at that point in time, that's all I have to worry about. Because mm-hmm. I came to the gym for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm here for me. Every other person can chill out. I'll deal with that problem later on. Right. When I'm done, all right, the world is burning. What what do I need to do? Cool. But same thing, you have all this going on, but it's at that point in time, what is your number one objective in that moment? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you focus on. I'm working out at that point in time. If I'm at, if I'm walking a client, you know, I'm showing a client a house. My number one objective in that moment in time is the client and showing the house. Mm-hmm. People can be calling this, that... If it's not if it's not a life and death situation, it can wait. 
So my primary objective at that point is this person. You know, take your girl out on a date. You know better than to answer any phone calls while you, she'll cuss you all the way out. Right. Your number one objective at that point in time is her. Is her. Right. You know, so you just got to figure out what you're doing in that moment in time, what your number one objective is. Every other thing else, yeah, you got it going on, but focus on this first at one time and then you move on to the other. Tracking. Now, I want you to get real vulnerable with this, right? Where's the drink at? Be transparent as possible to the audience members, because uh, this is what it's all about. People are tuning in to learn from what you've done and how you become successful. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you turned obstacles in your life into opportunities? The gym taught me a lot. Yeah, I like the you know going in there for my health, but it exposed a lot, and it taught me a lot about life. Every time I go in the gym, if I hit, if I hit a, you know, hit a, you know, hit a weight, and I'm like, it, I'm struggling at it. Like if I do it one time, I'm like, okay, I can do it. But if I hit it one time and I can't do it, now I'm like, all right, bet. Cause I, I like challenges. I'm coming back for it. So the next week, I'm training for the next week, the next month. I'm trying to push it. So that weight. Now once I hit that weight, now it's you know it's child's play. It's chicken, you know, little name number, chicken wing. Now I gotta go more than that. Now, I tried that one that this morning. It's like, oh, dang, I need to go back. So when these obstacles hit me, I'm like, in the moment, man, as a human being, it's tough. It's draining. It's like, I did all this and then, what, like, what the hell? Like, why, 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 why do I have to go through? Why is it not easy? But then you think it's like, what's your motivation? You know, what, what do you do? What, what, why did you start doing this in the first place? Like. Then when you sit down and think about it, like, all right, it ain't gonna hurt for me to just keep going. That's where a lot of people lose track. It gets a little difficult. Some obstacles get thrown at you, and it's like, I would love to sit in the house and eat a tub of ice cream and eat whatever I want. Don't go to the gym and still be fit. It's not fun. You go in there two days after, you sore as crap. It's not, it's not fun, but it's trusting the process. It's a means to an end. You have to go through that. You have to go through those ropes. You're in the military, right? You can, they could they could have just given you a gun and said, hey, for go. Nah, but you have to go through training. Mm-hmm. You have to go through the the courses and everything before. And sometimes, sometimes when you're doing it, like, why, why the heck? Like math, right? I went to school for engineering. I'm I have not used one calculus equation. Now I'm sitting here now, man, I'm like, why? Like, why did I have to go through all of that to get a piece of paper? All right, cool never used it because every company I go to they have a different method they have this software that has that already in there and mm-hmm. it's like okay so I wasted those years of my life but no it's trusting the process because once you understand the beginning now you know excuse me how it operates excuse me you know how it operates and you can move at that pace gotcha so I'm, I'm a poke and prod a little bit more so I appreciate that surface level response mm-hmm. see you talking about vulnerability I appreciate that surface level response, but we're going to go, you know, right, from then. the four feet pool to the 12 feet pool. For those who are listening, for those who are watching, what is a moment in your life where you can look back and say, man, I really took that L. That was an obstacle. I lost. I failed, but I turned that into an opportunity. Give us a concrete example. 
Don't think too hard. You know. Nah, yeah, I'm saying you know. You knew this question was coming when you walked in. You are man. They, they ain't gonna lie. There's been a couple of them, man. Yeah, just give us one, man. It's the hardest fall, the most recent one, or just one that you feel comfortable with still sharing. Right. Oh, okay. So stellar construction. I'll give you an example. Stellar construction. I chased this company down for five years. Now, don't forget, I started in school as an international student, so I could either go to school. So as an international student, right? When you come in for year one, the first year, you cannot work, right? You can't work, you can't do nothing. So you really have to sit there. And then after the first year, if you're in like a four year course, the next year, the max you can do is 20 hours, right? So I came in, you know, I've been, man, what I mean, every career fair, I'm talking with these people, you know, I'm shaking hands, you know, kissing babies, trying to get with this company. Mm -hmm. Company is lit. I'm for five years, I'm chasing these people down. My master's degree, I started my master's. Master's is two years. I ran mine a year and a half. I was talking to these people, talking. So summertime, you know, I just went to the career fair. You know, yeah, I graduated. I'm doing my master's, you know, talking, you know, talking big talk. And they liked what they were hearing. They hired me. They were like, you know what, man, come in for the interview. I went in for the, you know, this is just a formality. They gave me the job. Man, they gave me the job. They were like, man, here, 65000 starting out. I'm like, I, you know, it's okay, bet. Get started. I, man, I'm, est <laughs> I'm ecstatic. I'm calling my mom like, yo. And I can't speak in this accent to my mom, so she'll, she'll cuss me out. <laughs> so I'm that mom, I just got the job. Like, you're not even, she was like, ah, praise God, hallelujah. God, you answer my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm so happy. Typical Nigerian mom. Like, I'm at God, the God I serve, he's not sleeping. <laughs> I kneel every night for this. I'm over here just, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I go to work the next day, you know, I'm, well, I'm feeling good. I'm like, dang. You suited and booted. What? It's a, not, don't, it's a construction job. I'm pulling up in a suit and a tie, right? <laughs> I'm pulling up as an assistant project manager in a suit and a tie. I'm like, I'm, I'm lit. I'm ready. Get there. They take my picture. They give me my car. They give me everything. It's lit. It's, I'm loving it. The next day. No, as soon as I get home. The international center calls me. They were like, "Any, you might be in violation of your F1 status. Like, what do you mean? You can either go to school or work. But you just started your master, so you have to work for, you have to be in school for a year. Now, I've only been in this already six months. Like, you got to be in school for a year before you can't even work part-time. So I'm like, what do you mean? They were like, can't take that job yo i hung up at first i was like i ain't hear that so i called back i like what you, so but i'm looking for loopholes and if you know me i'm i find all the loopholes i'm like so what if i do it this way and do it this way do it like, any you can't take that job i know it sucks and she was she was trying to be that i know it sucks and you know but not even being like empathetic yeah, no she's like i know it sucks and you know it's just one of I don't know I don't know why they do it, but you know you just can't take the job. I didn't even call my mom because she just finished thanking God. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's she gonna do? Call it back and rebuke? Like, <laughs> so I'm like, I even call mom. I ain't called dad. I just went in the house. At that point, my dog just looking at me. I'm like, man, go in your cage. I ain't just go chill out. Pop out a bottle, pour like two shots, just sitting in my living room and 
absolute silence for like four hours. Just like in my head, every the only words in my head were, "What the fuck?" <laughs> for four hours straight yeah. in silence. That's five years, right? Five, I chased them down for five years. Mm. I chased them down. And I mean, bro, I chased them down. I was going to UCF career fairs. That's two and a half hours just to get this company. Man, mm. called my dad. I told him. His ex- he could hear his excitement drop, but he's like, yeah, I got to stay strong now for my son. He was like, it's okay, it's okay, you got it. I called my mom. She's like, ah, the devil is at work. <laughs> Return to sender. She's like, ah, my village people will not let me rest. The devil is walking over time. Bruh. I think that was probably one of my lowest points. And I'm in my house. And if you ever, you will never know if something's wrong with me. Because the next day I'm walking around, you know, like, it was good. like everything is okay. In my head, I'm like, I'm going to the gym. Bump all this. Mm. I sat in the gym for five hours that day. <laughs> I was done. That energy drink I don't drink, I went to bust one up. I was like, all right, <laughs> we'll start over. Right. And I went back. It was so devastating. I went back the next day to the office. My cart, my badge. My um, key fob, my laptop, my everything, just put it back in the bag, just handed it to the HR and said, I'm sorry, I can't take this job. Till today, I'm forever known as Stellar as the guy that worked for one day. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Could never get a job back with him. That's crazy. Guess what? The funny thing is my brother working for them now. So it's like, mm, okay, bet. Like, full circle. I mean, it worked out, though. Yeah, wow. but do they understand the reason why you couldn't take the job, though? I told them, but is it, bro? It's corporate America. They really don't care about nothing but yeah, the bottom line. Street, like, okay, you, all right, bet. We, we tried. So, after a week, man, I was just down. After a week, my dad calls. He's like, at least now you know you can get it. That just those words alone changed my whole perspective on everything. He's like, at least you know you can get it now. I'm like, now I know I have the ability. I have what it takes to be there. Like, yeah, circumstances are different, but I can get it. If I want it, mm-hmm. I can get it because I know I have the capabilities. I have the certifications. They hired me for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's always going to be another one. Now, if they offer me that job, I'm probably going to smile. I'm like, hell no. Yeah. 65, you crazy? No. <laughs> Man, I want it. That's a, damn, <laughs> that's a damn good story. First of all, clap it off for any. Nah, clap nah, it off for any real quick. <laughs> At that point in time, man, I, I, bro, I, sh- I actually cried that night. I ain't on front. I cried that night. I'm sitting. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. I woke up. Me and God, we have a very special relationship. Like, he knows the vibes. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, what I do to you? Like, why? Like, you know I've been chasing this. And I saw something the other day. It's like, this is what I'm looking at for myself. And he over there laughing. And he already, he's mm. already putting stuff here. So I could have taken that $65,000 job. You know what I mean? And I would not be here. It would not have sparked some things in me. I would not have been an entrepreneur. I would not be a real estate agent. I would not be X, Y, and Z. I would have just been complacent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I might have just been complacent at that 65 and just been comfortable. And that would have been my level. Wow. So just that alone sparked something in me that is like, I know what I bring to the table type stuff. I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. I'm not settling. Jarvis, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Do you think desperation rejection mm. trauma fueled whatever that was inside of you to go get that yeah yeah 
Yeah, because it's like, I hate, I won't say I hate rejection. It's like, I hate failure. I hate failing. At that point in time, I felt like a failure. I felt like I failed. And I was like, nah, like, nah, it can't happen. Something got to give. I got to do something. I got to get it going. So I started tapping into a self that I didn't even know I had. And here I am today. To God be the glory. My mom, ah, she's here for Christmas, man. She was, she's just happy. She's like, oh, my son. First thing she said, you look skinny. I was like, here we go. All right. But yeah, man, like if, like I was saying, if I had taken that, I don't know what opportunities I would have skipped out on. Mm. A lot of my friends actually that were at Stella at the time, after a year, they left the better opportunity. Now, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what happens, but it is what it is, you know? But now, first of all, I, I want to give you another hand clap because that was a hell of a story. <laughs> Hats off to you. But anyway, uh, so as far as serial entrepreneurship, right, you're working on a lot of projects. Uh-huh. Right now, what would you say your main project is? <sighs> Building more capital for my real estate venture. Okay, because it's a hot market right now, so I'm building a lot of capital, making a lot of connections, just building that and building that up to where it's self-sustainable, and it's just like I said, just going without me. Right. And then once I get a solid, you know, a solid team of people, you know, I get a solid thing going, then I can move on to the next step. Right. Now, bef- before we move on, explain uh, what your day to day looks like time you get up and then to the time you go to sleep depends on the day every day is different like monday tuesday like it could be thursday and i have church rehearsal tuesday i have my uh networking thing i have design third it's every day is just different most busiest day explain uh, okay i'll give you a typical list. i wake up in the morning probably around like four Excuse me. i wake up i wake up at like 350 and check the stock market because the stock market the market opens at four what market are you talking about i'm talking about like the option the, oh okay pre-market the pre-market so i was about to say well, yeah, yeah now the pre-market <laughs> no but the thing is depends on the platform you can start trading at you're four right you're right you're right so you're right. i wake up at four i'm like all right okay this is moving this is moving this is moving i quickly look at my charts that i charted the night before i'm like dang i bet i restructure then i go back to bed Cause I'm like, all right, cool. I already know, you know, what I should be looking out for. Come when I wake up, then I wake up again at like 5:30. Right. And then, you know, have my little concert in the shower, keep me going, wake up, <laughs> and then I'm up. I'm out of there, go to work. I'm in the office at seven per se, and then I'm there till like four. So I'm doing that's my nine to five. I'm doing this that, and the third. And then once I get off, like even while sometimes when I'm in there, I have my real estate clients hitting me up, texting me during my lunch. I might go do a closing. I might go do a showing at lunch. And then once I get out of there at four, I might put my real estate hat on. Now, depending on the day, I'm like, okay, let me go quickly show this. And then if I show a house, come five o'clock, I hit the gym. Hit the gym for about an hour, 30, two hours. So it's all right, seven o'clock. Now, if it's like a Thursday, I got to do that quickly. I got to be done like 6.30, 6.45 because I have rehearsal at church at 7. So by the time I'm at rehearsal, that's going to like 9.30. If it's a Tuesday when I'm doing my networking thing, I'm there from like 7 till whenever. Usually so sometimes like old. 10, 11. I right. got to be like the last one there because it's kind of my thing. So right. then by the time I get home, I got a shower, 
gotta relax wind down from the day but i still don't do that now i'm looking at new properties that just dropped i'm looking at my emails i'm looking at you know okay this was working this is what happened now all in the middle of the day i'm still trading on my phone trying to you know do oh, myself making sure that every don't two, stop now every two seconds I'm like, all right bet. Like, i'm still doing what i'm doing right and then by the time i'm done and i finally sit down it's like okay i can go to bed it's like two o'clock in the morning i gotta get back up at four so I'm knock, I'm knocked out at two. Like sometimes I just pop melatonin pills. Like no, just pop, pop, take a shot of whiskey. Out, just dead. Mm. Four o'clock, alarm goes off. Okay, socks. Put it down. Then you know, for we that we don't, we don't really pray that often. My church does like a prayer thing. So every time I'm riding to work, I just open it up while my pastor praying and do his thing. I'm just like, all right, let me tap in. Yeah. See what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's a, and then like. Sometimes weekends, you know, back to the entrepreneur thing, like you think it's a nine to five and Friday you get off. Weekends and I don't have my nine to five. So that's soon when as, you go in. That's where yeah, like yeah. Saturday morning, yeah. full time, I'm in there. I mean I'm I'm running these streets. I'm in there just running. Sunday after church, all right, bet. I'm running. All right. And then Monday I gotta start again. But I'm doing that now because I got the energy, I got the time. In a few years, I ain't gonna have, I ain't gonna have that yeah. energy. I ain't gonna work like that. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, looking forward, what makes you optimistic about the future of your industry? Right. So your industry, to me, seems mm-hmm. like it's construction, real estate, mm-hmm. and then just a little bit of venture capital mm-hmm. mixed in. What makes you excited about the future of those industries? There's certain things in life that everyone is always gonna need. Everyone's gonna need a place to stay. Everyone is always going to need a place to stay. Whether the houses start being in the air and we're looking like we're in the, with the Jetsons, everybody's always going to need to stay, need a place to stay. It's just like food. You going? Everybody needs a place to stay. Everybody needs something to eat. Clothes? Eh. A lot of people don't even wear clothes anymore. But with this industry, it's always moving everybody's always going to need somewhere to stay. And with that, it's like, yeah, there's going to be innovation. There's going to be changes in the industry. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, everyone's always going to need a place to stay. Gotcha. So that's just, that keeps me optimistic for the future. And then it's like the real estate in America, in like the Western part of the world, is so, it's nice and advanced. Back home, yeah, we have some nice structures, but our real estate there is a little slow. Mm. So we haven't even gotten here yet. So they're going. So it's, it's always, there's a lag. So if this place is already tapped off and topped off, mm-hmm. I can always just, okay, this is where y'all at? Easy work. Mm-hmm. And bring them up to where it's at. So is that the goal then? Is the oh, goal yeah, to I'm, go back to the motherland, to Africa, to Nigeria, and try to bring that real estate? The goal is the goal is to, not I won't necessarily say go back, but the goal is to bring that up oh. to where it's at, to where this is and even more. Because there is potential. But it's the same thing with the 9 to 5 getting all my connections tapping in so if it's like if i'm like hey man I'm, i need to go there and do some things for the next two years i can pull some people with me mm. and take them with me i'm like hey this is your expertise this is your expertise i got this project let's go type stuff right that's what's up <coughs> i respect that now whatever your definition of success is how long did it take you to get there i ain't even there yet oh oh so <laughs> right <laughs> So what is your definition of success now? Man, look. To where my definition is where me and my family and my loved ones can get what they want when they want without stress and still be okay. 
if my dad wakes up right now and says he wants he feels like driving a bentley goes out and buys a bentley and it's like nothing happened but we good if my family is like oh this person needs to go to school we need to tap into this and it's something easily accessible where it's like everybody is good then i'm like, all right cool i can chill out mission accomplished yeah all right now i can pass the bat to somebody else all right i did my best you take over mm. now as far as um starting this serial entrepreneurial journey how much money it took you to get going all of it <laughs> Every dime, every dime, because so very, very frugal lifestyle. Hold on, I, so you were willing to? Sorry, Jay. Go yeah. ahead. You were willing to, basically, put your cards on the table, say, "This is my bank. I'm willing to put this on." If I am willing to lose it, I am willing to make it. God damn. Oh man, so far. <laughs> if you ain't willing to lose it all, you ain't ready to make it. That's a bar. Because what that does, it it fuels you. You can't lose. You can't, it. can't lose. lose. It's like look, everything is out there. I can't fumble this. Yeah. Because if I fumble this, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Finished. It creates something in you. Like even when you're slacking, you're like, hey yo, mm-hmm. I got two cents in my bank account. I, I <laughs> <laughs> some need to get. If I got to study, if I got to go borrow a book, I'm gonna go borrow a book. If I need to study to learn something to get this going, yeah, I'm gonna do that. But. You, if you ain't willing to lose it all, you ain't willing to get nothing. God, that's facts. Yeah, that's what's up. I appreciate that. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Man. Hey, that just—I'm not gonna lie. That just did something. <laughs> listen, listen. The reason why I'm so excited, Jarvis, is because I just—you know—beyond the scenes, we're working on something. Right. And there's been a lot of sleepless nights where I'm—I don't know if it's anxiety, I, I don't know if it's stress, but I'm like, how bad do you want it? Am I really willing to put everything on the line? For this, but like what you just said, that that did something to me. Right. If you're not willing to lose it, you're not willing to make it. That's crazy. Hey, Praise hey. God. It's only one direction. That's all. That's yes, it. Because at that point, you're already at the bottom. Right. You're already at bottom line. Like, there's only one way to go from there. God, let's be real now. So you in real you in real estate. Um, that's one of your 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 your, your main things. Mm-hmm. Um, the social media really help you with selling and and is it a benefit it 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 is but it's the way the market is not as not really but it's it's, it helps you know at least it's educational it's info you know keeps the people informed right they're like okay this is you know this is this okay this is this a lot of people don't know about multi-families a lot of people don't know like i tell my people like hey man you're young you're trying to you need to buy, you looking to buy something? Are you in a rush? Nah, all right, bet. Don't buy a full house. Buy a multifamily. Stay in one unit and rent the other one out. Let it pay for itself. Mm. Then when you're ready, then you can go into like, I'm not about to, what What I look like trying to go buy a $500,000 house and it's just me? No, I, no, I don't need that right now. I'll take that money. I'll buy a couple of duplexes or a couple mm-hmm. of, you know, multifamilies, rent it out, and I'll stay in one of the units. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, you know, a lot of people want to front a lifestyle. Yeah, of yeah, course. Right. Like, you don't have it, but you want to live there. I'm like, all right, bet. But of course. That's you. The social media, social media, it helps. Because it's a lot of people like this generation, that's where that's where we live on. Mm-hmm. So everything you find is there. Like, right. every now and then, some of my clients, I go out to a bar, I meet them by just, you know, talking and just networking. Mm-hmm. But on social media, I also find some people as well. Because tapping into your social media network, they're like, man, I didn't know you did that, man. Oh, you- Hey man, you've been my friend for so long. Hey man, let me 
okay now they come now you already have warm leads you already have people you know people that mess with you like that mm-hmm. you're already tapping in because they see it right so. right now to piggyback on that though you said social media does help in some manner do you feel like it also hurts a lot of people let's say our age mid-20s late-20s whatever see a certain lifestyle see a certain okay jamie just want to go buy this half a million dollar house katie just want to go buy this four fifty thousand dollar house do you think it hurts people's perspective feeling like they have to keep up with the joneses like saying you know my finance isn't there yet but now i feel like i've got to go extend myself just to buy this this house when i'm not ready it could hurt and it could help depends on how strong you are and how strong your mindset is Mm -hmm. because if i see like my boys are doing good you know they they just they doing good yeah i don't got it right now to do it as good but i want to find out like hey man what y'all doing Mm -hmm. talk to me like hey you know give me some tips right let me learn what you're doing so when i get there i can do this and stuff versus hey my boy's doing this I, i can't be the only one lacking like what I got okay let me just front let me go rent this car and just front and this every time they come into town now those are two different people <laughs> one is willing to learn the other one is just willing to you know clout chase gotcha so it's just some it helps some people look at it and look at it as motivation sure some people might just be starting out and be like man you've been doing this for a while I appreciate you because I kind of see the journey and see what's going on yeah some people just pull up and just be like oh he's doing this like you I just told you I dropped every dime I had to just to even this. get X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know that if you don't know that. You mm-hmm. just think I just woke up and just here. Yeah. Right. Now, as far as uh, prioritization. Yeah. Um, how has priorities changed and how, how have you managed your priorities um, at throughout, throughout your journey? It's kind of like I said, it's in the whatever is most important in the moment my focus point in that moment adjust my priorities so i have my number one i have my end goal i have my goal where i need to go i have what's helping me get to that goal and there's that and the third and it's just at that point in time it's like okay this is what i'm on right now this is my focus this is my priority like family friends yeah they they have a priority they, they pri- their, their their position doesn't change you know that's that's them on the personal life but when you go into like the business and stuff like okay cool I'm not doing this business for them. I'm just doing this business for me. <laughs> it so, so happens to. So it's like, now I'm doing it for me, but who's your number one priority? Me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing X, Y, and Z for me, that that's going to take precedence. That's going to take some priority. But yeah, family and friends, they still stay where they are. They're probably, you know, they're still in their, their spot. But you might not hear from me for a few days because I'm i'm doing this grinding you know i might not be coming out with y'all for a few weeks because i'm doing this don't mean i'm any less of a friend mm-hmm. it's just i'm doing something right now but as family and friends i expect you to kind of also understand that if you love me you know what i mean wouldn't you also say that putting yourself as a priority indirectly helps and yeah. elevates your friends and family once you put yourself, if you make it don't they make it mm-hmm. once you put yourself once you put yourself up there it's like okay I'm doing this. Y'all come with me. Okay, you right. know what? But when I get there, and you know, you're trying to come up, here's a hand. I'm going to pull you up. I ain't going to spoon feed you. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through the rough, but right. I'm going to pull you up. Mm-hmm. Right. It's easier because now I'm already up there. Gotcha. I already navigate. I'm like, hey, like, don't do this because you your, your leg going to get chopped off. Yeah. You know? Temple run style. Hey, 
So a couple <coughs> questions. We don't want to keep it going too long. Yeah. Um, last four. When do you know it's time to call it quits? When you start a new business, uh, don't front. I know mm-hmm. everyone's gone and undertaken failures before. When do you when do you cut your losses? Say, all right, this is done. This is not a good venture. On to the next one. When I've put my all into it and it's still not going forward. Okay. Once I've put my all, because I know I've put the best. I've put my time. I've studied. It's just if it's not for you, it's not for you. Ain't nothing you can do. But you've tried and tried. You've put your best foot forward. You've studied. You've done everything you needed to do. It just didn't work. Take that L and keep it moving. Yeah. Is it really an L though? Nah, it's, it's a learning lesson. It's like, you, you you know, you're learning from it. You're like, okay, now I know this ain't for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going. In the near future, I ain't even going to mess with it. Right. Because it ain't for me. And then you learn from processes and, you know, reasons why you failed and stuff like, you know, how you went about stuff so you don't do it in the stuff that's actually going good. Gotcha. Now, going to the audience questions, Jarvis, start us off there. Does this journey get lonely? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What you, doing, what, you, what you doing when you be like, man, ain't nobody for me. I'm locked into this 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 uh, study. I, I got to, as soon as I finish this, I got to go handle this venture. Like how, how how you how you handle that? Do you play Akon lonely in the car? Is that what you doing? Nah. <laughs> See, like I, you have to also understand that you came alone. You gonna leave alone. Mm. Like no matter how, yeah, you can be best buddies, but you gonna leave alone. Y'all have y'all gonna answer the two. Di- when you get to wherever you're going, you gonna have your own part to answer for. It's everybody's alone. Yeah, it's nice. We have companions and I'm a one man party. I have a party in my house by myself with my drink, my hookah, music playing, my dog over there looking at me like I'm crazy. He dancing too. Like we, just, I'll have a good time all by myself. Every now and then, it's like, dang, you be looking at Snapchat. They turn like, man. And then, but then you didn't. You, you stay the course. Mm-hmm. You trust the price. Like right, right, right. You'll forget. It's also lonely at the top. Right. So it's lonely. But once you start pulling people. You gotta, you gotta keep moving. You gotta elevate. You right. gotta keep elevating. It, it gets lonely sometimes. Right. Yeah. That's fact. You pull too many people in, though, you'll mess yourself up. So, I definitely respect. But see, once you pull, you gotta pull the right ones. Mm-hmm. Because there's some that you pull, man. I ain't even gonna get into that. Jacksonville. Oh boy. Yeah. There's some that you pull. They ain't even trying to come up. Right. Right. They wedging to pull you back down. <laughs> right. So they can laugh at you. Right. Right. But we, that's another story for me. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> leave, that, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> that's offline. But go yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Fruit. <laughs> God dang. Those those people don't sound like uh, Jacksonville people. They sound like Nigerians. Ooh, what? Where's that? Where's that drink? <laughs> hey, second question. Um, very important. Is the value of the experience worth the financial and career risk? Is the value of starting your own business, taking that taking that leap of faith to go into what you want to do, is it worth the possible financial and career risk? Is worth it when you're ready. If you do it too early, you might lose everything too early because you were not ready. You were not set. You didn't have quote unquote a backing or a village or enough knowledge. But if you're ready, you get to that point where you know you've been st- you've been stacking bread, you know, slow and steady, slow and steady, slow. And you're like, you know what, I'm ready. Boom. And then you do it and you stay the course. Yeah, it, it, it's it's valuable. Gotcha. Before we wrap it up. It's a couple people on here that want to do what you're doing. Yeah. Should they take out a loan? Should they call out their folks? 
friends, do a GoFundMe, or should they just come out of their grind and get it and come off their own face? Man, it's it's all about how bad you want it and how much you believe in it. Because if you're asking your friends and family for money, especially my dad, you best be, you best have a whole proposal. <laughs> I need to see the profit and loss. I need to see why I'm putting my money into this. I need to understand what. Like if your personal funds, like yeah, you I put I put mine in as much as I can. But you know you also got bills. You got this and the third. But it's like if you're at that point where you have to ask for friends. Sometimes a lot of people want to be selfish with it and just ask, but sometimes if you believe in it that much, cut them something as well, give and take. Mm-hmm. While they're giving you, cut them a percentage of it in case it blows up, so now they get a percentage of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's to that point where you have to take a loan, check your credit, make sure it's th- that loan doesn't hurt you more than it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you take it, you believe in it, it, you have to be like, you have to believe in it for yourself. You That'd have be to be a calculator risk. Yeah. So it depends on how much risk you're willing to take. That's 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 my, it just depends on how much you're willing to take with that. That's what's up. And to piggyback off of that, Jarvis and I talk about this all the time. Yes, there's risk. Mm-hmm. Yes, the future is not unknown. Mm-hmm. But do you believe that as young people, as young individuals, we have the leverage? We still have time on our side to rebound. Mm-hmm. It's better to take an L right now in your mid-20s, and your early 30s, when you have no wife, no kids, no husband, no real responsibilities, quote-unquote, than to take a similar risk when you're 40, 45, kids, grandparents to take care of, et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, right now, man, we young. <laughs> we got the energy. We got the time somewhat. I mean, we can't really... We can't really tell when, you know, what everybody's timeline looks like. But in the normal, you know, just if everything perfect, yeah, we got the time right now to make our mistakes, make our connections, and do all that and learn from it. Because, yeah, it's never too late, but it's harder when we get to that 40-something and you want to start. Yeah, it's not late. It's just a lot harder Mm -hmm. because now you have a lot more responsibility. You're already up there. You have a lot more stuff you need to be worrying about at that point in time. Sure. You know, sure. once you have the kids, you have the wife, you have this, you have that. Yeah, now you have more and more and more you need to worry about versus when you're like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. You ain't got none of that. You can just fly away and do what you got to do, make a mistake, come back, tighten up, and keep it going. Yes, sir. Um, and like we always tell everybody, take it away, take it away fruit. Always remember. Stay in your lane. Yes, sir. Yeah.